listening to the Business of Baking podcast with Michelle Green, the small business podcast that's all about successfully running your own sweet food company without losing your mind. If you've ever brought dessert to a party and been told you can make a fortune selling those, then you're in the right place. This is an honest, straight-talking podcast about the highs and lows of being in small business. Fueled by late nights, crazy client stories, and a permanent sugar high, we're going to listen, share, and learn our way to sweet business success. Here's your host, writer, speaker, recovering cake decorator, and incurable sweet tooth, Michelle Green. Hey guys, you're listening to the Business of Baking podcast, and today I wanted to chat to you about marketing. I thought I'd give you some ideas that a little bit out of the box, some stuff to motivate you, inspire you, give you some ideas to kind of think about your marketing in a different way. I know everybody seems to hate it. I get this a lot. Michelle, I hate marketing. I'm an introvert. It's the worst idea ever, whatever. So today we're going to kind of lift the lid off that and come up with some cool, fun stuff that you can do that doesn't cost the earth, that honestly is just a bit of fun. Let's have a good time with marketing today. Let's make it Playful Marketing Monday, even though when you're listening to this, it might not be Monday. <laughs> See what I did there? All right, let's get started. So I came up with an idea for some marketing recently. And honestly, it was just like a little bit of a brainstorm of like, what's some kind of cool stuff that cake people could do to get the word out there without it costing a ton of money, without it costing a ton of time, but just kind of more fun stuff. And I actually love marketing and I'm constantly out there taking photos of other people's marketing that I think is kind of cool or ads that I think are kind of fun or, you know, I look at YouTube videos of like just funny viral ads or whatever. I'm a big fan of marketing and I'm a really big fan of clever marketing, the kind where it's so funny or so cute or so whatever that you don't even feel like you're being marketed to. That's sort of my favorite. So I've come up with 10 ideas that I wanted to share with you guys. They're in no particular order. And look, if you want to go out and do all these, you know, by all means, go right ahead and do them. But they're really just intended to get your creative juices flowing. And I'm going to start with the first one, which actually wasn't my idea, but was inspired by a friend's idea. So many years ago, I had a friend who owned a cake business. Just like big surprise, right? That I have friends who own cake businesses. And at that time, Borders, the bookstore, was around. There was a lot of them. And she used to go once a week into Borders and she used to put her business card in the um, baking section of books, like in the children's um, cake books and in the, you know, how to or like easy party cakes or whatever and in party planning books and all that kind of stuff. And she's just tuck a business card in there in the first couple of pages. And she used to kind of have a little handwritten thing on it, which said, you know, is, you know, find it too hard to make your own cake or whatever. Try calling me. I'm local. And it was honestly a pretty brilliant idea because her thinking on this was the people going out and buying those kind of books, like how to make kids birthday cakes and 10 easy steps or whatever would be other moms who might bring that book home and then go, you know what, this is like too much effort and this is way too hard. Who am I going to call? And then they had her business card right there. Same thing with party planning, same thing with party crafts, whatever. So yeah, every couple of weeks or whatever, she would just pop into her local borders and make sure that all the books in the areas of things that she thought people would be interested in that related to her business had a business card in them. It's a pretty short amount of time and pretty cheap. Like business cards don't really cost that much. And she actually did find that she got orders from it. Like people would call her and she'd say, Hey, 
how did you hear about me? And she actually got quite a people, a lot of people saying, Oh, it was so funny. You know, I bought this book from Borders and like your, your business card fell out or whatever. So I think it's kind of genius. You could sort of do the same thing with like post-it notes or whatever. So idea number one is figure out ways to cross promote yourself to other products. So as an example, what if you went into a local supermarket and put a little, you know, post-it note or a business card or whatever in like, for example, coffee packages or whatever, and your note could say something like, this would go great with a cupcake from you know, Michelle's cupcakes or whatever it is. I just think that there are so many ways that you can take other people's products and relate them to yours, right? What if you, um, you know, partnered with a local cafe or something that only, maybe they only do cake or whatever, same thing, little sticky note, business card, whatever, you know, this chai latte would go great with a mini brownie from so-and-so's place. I just think that we can look around at other opportunities where people buy other products where they might be thinking about products similar to ours. So that's a good one, actually. Spend some time kind of brainstorming where might people find other things that they want related to my things. I've actually met quite a few people who put uh, dummy cakes or display cakes in wedding dress stores, at florists, all kinds of places, really. So it's about kind of cross-promoting not just other businesses, but also other products. I love that coffee one. I think that maybe, you know, your local supermarket might get a little bit annoyed. <laughs> but what if it was like a little mom and pop store or, you know, a local gourmet grocery or something? They might be more willing to, you know, have it, have it happen. And if you sold their product in their store, it's also another great cross-promotion that they might be interested in. So, you know, you got to think about these kind of things. The second one is super simple. If you have a brick and mortar store, what about something like some sidewalk chalk? And I don't just mean like arrows, although you totally could have like arrows saying like this way to amazing cake pops or five more steps and you've made it to, you know, cupcake nirvana or whatever. You could totally do that. But what if you hired an artist, like a local artist or an art student or whatever to create like a sidewalk chalk mural? It could say the same thing. It could say, you know, five steps to, you know, cupcake bliss or whatever but something that really captures people people's attention, you know, get your kids to do it as well. I think one of the hardest things with bricks and mortar is actually getting people to come in, especially if you're not in a high foot traffic area. So lead them down the garden path, you know. I remember going, I think it was to the movies once and it must have been at the time of a dinosaur movie of some kind like Jurassic Park or whatever and on the floor they had these giant um, dinosaur footprint stickers and like all the kids were like following the footprints to see where they went and it ended up leading to one of those I don't know if you guys have seen those in movie theaters they sometimes are like cardboard cutouts where you can like stick your head behind it or whatever and take a picture of you like defeating the dinosaur or whatever so you see a lot of this but we don't utilize this and I think sidewalk chalk stickers obviously you have to make sure that your municipality is cool with it. But I think coming up with innovative ways to lead people to your front door is a really fun thing. Maybe it's like follow the balloons or follow the stickers or, you know, follow the red ribbons on all the trees or some sort of like, kind of like a, you know, a bit of a treasure hunt thing I think would be super, super, super fun. A third marketing idea for you that's a little bit out of the box, but a little bit fun. This could work actually both for um, a retail, you know, shopfront business and for a digital or online or home-based business, which is go on to one of the fairly inexpensive graphic websites like Fiverr or one of those ones, Fiverr.com. I'm a big fan of theirs. And 
get them to create an infographic for you, a tongue-in-cheek infographic about what happens when people eat your product. Now, for those who don't know what an infographic is, it's one of those, um, it's just a picture. You probably see a lot of them on Pinterest and stuff. And it's a visual representation of something. So it might be like, you know, sometimes you see funny ones like, do I need more chocolate in my life? And there's like a little arrow and the box says, yes. And then there's a little arrow and the box says, no. And it's like, well, you're a hater. Get out of here anyway. <laughs> right. So it's just a graphical representation of usually instructions. Sometimes you see them for recipes and stuff like, you know, what can you replace an egg with? And there's all these pictures to show you all the different things you could replace an egg with. But I think you could create a really funny um, infographic about what happens when people eat your food. So like maybe it's like eat my cupcake and get better hair. Maybe your eyesight improves. Eat a carrot cake cupcake and your eyesight improves, you know? And I would really go crazy here. Like I would be like, you know, I don't know, get on a, get a great date or make a million dollars or whatever. I'd make it really ridiculous. Like something that's just very eye catchy and very funny, but it's a graphic. So you can use it in a lot of different places. You can use it Instagram, Facebook, you know, all your social media, pop it in your newsletter, pop it on your website. It's just a really funny thing. Like what happens to the average person when they eat my macarons, you know? Do they grow six inches taller? Do they whatever? And obviously you want it to be positive things. <laughs> that kind of goes without saying, right? Positive things that happen to them. But I think infographics can be super, super fun. And they're, you know, they're kind of eye-catchy. And, you know, you can also set them to music and turn it into a little gif or whatever. But I think it'd be really fun to do that. So the other one I thought of was we've all heard about having contests on Facebook and we know that there's like a lot of rules around these, but I wanted to share with you guys something that actually recently happened to me with a um, photography company. So what happened was they paid for an ad on Facebook. It was a sponsored, a sponsored ad. And the ad was like, click here to enter our contest to, I think it was to win a photo shoot and like a thousand dollars worth of photos or whatever. So I, it actually did require you to click off Facebook and onto their, you know, it was like click here to enter and it was their website and you had to enter in all your details or whatever to win this thing. But what they did after that was absolutely brilliant. One of the requirements of the contest was that I had to enter in my address. So they eventually picked a winner of the big gift or whatever. And then I got a uh, letter in the mail shortly thereafter. They followed up immediately by post, which is something that I don't think enough of us do. And I think this is a really great example of taking your online marketing into an offline world. So they sent me a letter and they were like, dear Michelle, you know, there can only be one big winner, but in order to thank you for, you know, entering in our contest or whatever, we thought we'd offer you something special as well. And they sent me I think it was like a coupon for 50% off a photo shoot or whatever. And all of it was beautifully branded. It was all in their colors and all with their names and all this kind of stuff. And they basically encouraged me with sort of this special deal. Like, I'm so sorry you didn't win the prize, but we'd still love to make great photos for you. And here is how we can do it. And there was a little form that said like, here's how to claim your, your special deal or whatever. And honestly, it was brilliant. I did end up booking a photo shoot with that company. Uh, subsequently, by the way, something happened. I can't remember what, and we didn't end up going through with it, but I did actually call and make the appointment and get it all started and everything. And it was a pretty genius example of how, yeah, they sucked me in with the whole, you know, win something amazing on Facebook or whatever, but then turned it into a lead generator. And I would be certain that they would get plenty of people who actually took them up on that offer 
after the fact. So, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of spending money at the beginning can often lead to a little bit of things later. And it's just a matter of effort. You know what I mean? They just have to print all those letters out and send them out. I don't know how many they got, by the way, but for a small business, I think that's a brilliant way to capture somebody's attention online, but then give them something offline. And recently, actually kind of similar to that, um, is that recently I went out and tried a new uh, waxing company near me. I know, right? Shocker. Some people get their legs waxed. By the way, why do women put themselves through this torture? I have no idea. Like who was the chick who invented this? Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to go off on this like massive tangent about how waxing is the devil. But anyhow, so I went to a new waxing place locally. And when I got there, I had to sign like a medical release form or whatever it is. By the way, also, why am I doing that? But anyway, I filled out this form with like my name and my address and whatever. And literally within a couple of days of that appointment, which by the way, was perfectly good. I had, it was fine. Uh, I had, and I would happily go there again. They sent me a letter in the mail and it was just like a dear Michelle wanting to let you know what other services we offer. So it was just an informative letter and just, you know, letting you know that this month our special is this or whatever. Again, it came by post and I was therefore much more willing to look at it because look, I'm a big fan of email marketing and all this kind of stuff, but I'm also a big fan of disrupting people's attention. And I think that with email and social media, it's pretty easy to scroll on by, but if somebody posts you a letter with your name and address handwritten on it, you're much more inclined to actually open that up and look at and go, oh, what's this? Now I opened this letter and it was just like, you know, here's what's going on in the shop and here's what other services we offer. And did you know we do this? And also there was two coupons in there for $10 off uh, my next service, right? And really interestingly in the letter, it said like, PS, we've included two coupons for you for $10 off your next visit, one for you and one from a friend. And when I looked at the coupons, one of them said, to Michelle at the top of it, like in handwriting. And the other one said, from Michelle, which I thought was kind of brilliant because then when I'm giving it to a friend and then they give it to the shop, the shop knows who it came from. The friend remembers who gave it to them. And it actually really encourages me because like, I'm not going to go in there with an appointment for myself with a card that says from Michelle, (laughs) like that's ridiculous. But I'd be happy to go in the one that said to me because it was given to me by the shop. And I thought, honestly, that was really, really, really brilliant. And I have actually subsequently given that one away. I haven't used my one yet, um, but I gave that one away and I felt really good about it. I'm like, hey, I tried this new waxing place. You should try it out. And it's another really great way to harness the power of word of mouth. And that's something that so many people tell me that they um, get most of their business through word of mouth, which is wonderful. I'm so glad that they do. But it's the kind of thing that you really have to harness and you really have to encourage. Word of mouth is wonderful, but you really want to make that happen more. And to me, that whole one voucher for you, one for someone else is actually a really great way to encourage that because that person kind of gets the halo effect of like, oh, aren't they awesome? They gave their friend a gift and you as a business get the advantage of them doing it for you and being encouraged too because it's that. So one other idea, actually, I've got lots of other ideas. How many have we got left? We got like five to go. I feel like I keep saying one other for like every other one. And then it's because I'm not keeping track, but technically we're on idea number six. 
Okay. So I thought this was kind of a little bit cool and hopefully not creepy, but I thought this would be kind of a fun idea. Again, you might need to get kind of permission from your local area, but I think it'd be kind of cool. And I was thinking, what if, if you were a company that sold cookies, then you could totally do a cookies and milk story time locally, somewhere locally. So for example, you could do a pop-up delivery at a local playground where you show up, right, with a truck or with whatever, a van or something, and do cookies and milk free for all the kids that are in the playground. Obviously, there's allergen issues and whatever, but you just give them away and do like a pop-up cookies and milk story time, right? Obviously, you'd want to include that that allergen info, but something kind of like an ice cream truck. You know when ice cream trucks go down the road and they play that little like any do-do-do, whatever music, and it kind of gets all the kids running towards you or whatever. I think it'd be so cool to do like a cookies and milk and story time, right? Or even just cookies and milk if you're not a story time person. But you could go to your local library, you could go to playgrounds, you could go to um, toy libraries. They have those here, like a kinder gym kind of thing. I just think it'd be such a fun way to like be like, oh, the cookies and milk truck is here or bicycle or whatever it is you've got. And a way of kind of giving away free product to kids who are going to enjoy it and then to moms who can also enjoy it and then you give them your business card or whatever it is. I just think it'd be a really cool kind of innovative pop-up, you know, cookies and milk and a story or whatever, you know, show up in a fairy dress, whatever. But kids are all around us and if kids are your thing you know, local nursery school, whatever. Obviously for some of these, you're going to need to get permission, right? We don't want you just like showing up and being stalky and weird. Don't be stalky and weird. Like that's not a way (laughs) to get business. But I think some kind of version of an ice cream truck, but not ice cream would be a super, super fun idea, you know? And certainly a lot of us have products that are not cake that would lend themselves to that. Cake pops, brownies, you know, all this kind of pies on a stick, whatever it is you've got. I think it would lend itself to that kind of freebie giveaway thing. I think it'd be super fun. Sports games. I live, um, that's another one actually. I live in a neighborhood with a park and at the local park when you're here on a Saturday, oh my goodness, from like seven o'clock in the morning till two in the afternoon, it's just endless, endless, endless amounts of kids playing soccer games and kids playing football. And like, it's pretty busy around here and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parents around. Actually, at my daughter's netball, uh, for those who don't know, netball is sometimes referred to here in Australia as like girls basketball because women tend to play it more than men do, but it's, it's a form of basketball with no backboard. Anyway, I digress. At my daughter's netball game, there's actually a mobile coffee van that comes every Saturday morning while we're all standing in the cold freezing. And this guy is a freaking genius. Seriously, he sells more coffee those mornings than anybody else because we're all standing around watching our kids play, freezing our bums off. So it's kind of genius. So something along along those lines. Um, another video, another idea I've got for you is that at the moment, video is kind of crushing it on social media. You guys would know for any of you who do any social media that when you pop some video content up there, you actually find that your reach is further and more people watch it. And it's a lot easier for video to go viral than anything else, more than a photo or anything else. Actually, one of my favorite Facebook meme pages has now made all their memes video based and it, it, is I'm sure they chose it because it has increased their reach exponentially, but I find it quite funny that it's a static picture and you play the play button and like nothing happens other than music plays, but obviously it's their way of increasing their reach. So video has become a big thing, but I think that video is kind of 
boring at the moment. Like watching all those recipes from overhead that Tasty creates, like they get a little bit boring. And to me, they're not very personal. So I was thinking about, couldn't you do video storytelling? And you could either do like a day in the life of a cake maker and sort of, you know, film little bits of your day uh, and stitch them all together. But I think even more interesting would be something like day in the life of a cake where literally first they see like a recipe and then they see some eggs and then they see it mixing not a recipe per se but literally following the path of that cake all the way from you making it to the person delivering it and then them blowing out the candles and then eating it like literally you know the life story of your product and I must say that I was inspired by this by my son because my son is a scout and he went to International Jamboree a couple of years ago. And for those of you who don't know, International Jambo is basically like, I think it's like 40,000. It's some insane number of scouts and they gather and they go on camp for like 10 days or whatever together. And it's a logistical, you know, I want to say nightmare, but I feel like they, these are scouts, so they have it really organized. So it's probably not a nightmare. Anyway, there was one of the groups, I think they were German, did a video, which was a day in the life of a bag of rice at International Jamboree. And it literally showed a kid getting up in the morning or whatever, and he was on like food duty or whatever. And he went to the dry store and he picked up all their groceries, including this bag of rice. And they showed them like cooking the rice and measuring it out. And like they showed the whole process and <laughs> in typical scout fashion, the, and then they showed these kids eating it and like all oh, these kids are happy or whatever. And then like a couple of, I guess it must be hours. I don't know. Sometime later, the very last scene of this kind of day in the life of rice was a scout going into a toilet. <laughs> which I know is like kind of gross and kind of hilarious, but this is scouts we're talking about. So that shouldn't come as any surprise, but it kind of occurred to me other than the toilet part, wouldn't it be cool to do a video like day in the life of our product, but all the way to the point of the happy customer or the kid doing the smash video or the smash cake video or whatever it is. I think that'd be really fun. There's some video storytelling. And look these days, you know, again, video editing sounds like it's hard. It's not that hard and nobody's expecting this thing to be like Oscar worthy. It just has to be kind of fun and sort of funny. And for some great examples of video storytelling, I don't know how, if you're familiar with Anita from um, Baking Sweet Hope. She's actually a cookier who only now bakes for charity, but she does some fantastically funny videos. They're very short. They're very simple, but they tell beautiful stories. I love her videos. She often posts them to Facebook, so that's worth, that's worth checking out. All right. So I thought about another one. Um, thinking about things where you specifically market to a niche group. So when I talk about marketing, I say that, you know, you need to offer the right thing to the right person, right? But I was thinking about this because there's a company here in Australia called Boost Juice. And Boost Juice is um, just like a juice bar smoothie company, like Jamba Juice in America, that kind of thing. And they do this promotion for a whole month where people with a certain name can come in and get, I think it's a free, like a small, a free small smoothie or whatever. And so it'll be like, today's names are Jane and Michelle. If your name is Jane or Michelle or any variation on Jane and Michelle, come in and prove your name and you get a free, whatever, a small drink or a protein bliss ball or whatever. And I love that idea because it's bringing in people who maybe if they're, if they're a fan of yours already, it kind of makes them an extra fan because they're getting something for free. So we're, we're, you know, ensuring their loyalty. And if it's somebody who's not a fan, you're bringing them in the door under the guise of something free because, oh, I'm special. They called my name today, you know, and usually it's a male name and a female name. So they might be like, 
right. Anybody whose name today, today's names of the day are Mitchell and Cassandra or whatever. And I've actually gone in on Michelle Day and had a free, um, I think it was a small smoothie from memory. And I was really excited to be there. I was like, look, I got my Michelle one. And I was all very thrilled to be there. So it's kind of marketing, but to a specific group, if that makes sense. I mean, one of the things that I did was for those, um, who don't know I'm a mom, but I'm also a mom to triplets. I've got teenage triplets. And when they were little and I still had my cake shop, I used to put ads in the local Mothers of Multiples newsletters and magazines, and I used to do a special deal for them. Are you buying cake for twins? Buy one full price. The other one was, you know, 10% off, or we'd give you free delivery or whatever the deal was now. But I specifically marketed to mothers of multiple children. And there was a little bit of method behind my madness there, which was one, I could totally relate to them. And two, they were always going to order more than one. So I was happy to give them a little bit of a break or a deal or free cookies or whatever it was, because I knew that I'd be getting kind of two orders for the price of one or or for the effort of one, not price, but for the effort of one. So that worked really, really well. So think of something niche, you know, people's names, the number of kids they have, whatever, and invite them into your business or invite them into your store, even if it's home base and say, you know, special of the week this week is for everybody who is a... I don't know, who's really into sewing or whatever, and come up with different ways to market to niches that still like and want cake, but are people who otherwise wouldn't necessarily come in your door. So the Boost Juice one with the name thing is one of my favorites. They've actually done it for several years now, and I always think it's like super cute. And of course, I'm sure they get like haters going, how come you never pick people named Isabella or whatever? But I think it generates a lot of conversation and it's super fun. And so for them, you know, it's a fun thing to do. And hey, they're getting more people in the door, right? Um, one other market that I think is really underserviced by cake businesses or by, I should actually say by food businesses and in specific, I think is underserviced by small food businesses is the corporate world. Now, corporate work is often really great because it's usually slightly higher volume. They almost always pay on time. You know, they just hand you a credit card over the phone kind of thing and it's like done and dusted and they tend to be very grateful. Anybody who's ever worked in a cubicle or an office knows that like, it's not exactly the most inspiring place. So, you know, I feel like free food or like sugar makes everybody really happy. But I think it'd be a cool thing to get your your name out to a corporate if you showed up at like, let's say three o'clock in the afternoon with again, some like free cookies with a like business card attached to it and had like something cute where you said like, this is to get you through the 3 p.m. slump or, you know, goes well with an afternoon coffee, or this is just to perk you guys up. We know that working in office maybe isn't always that fun. So we thought you guys would enjoy a bit of a freebie. It doesn't need to be massive. It can be one cookie in a bag or whatever. But the point is that you are going in there and making yourself known to people who are both hopefully pretty local to your area. And remember too, that people who work in like call centers or in just normal corporate offices, they have birthdays, they have kids with birthdays, they get married and engaged and have anniversaries and all this kind of stuff. So it's about going out there and reaching out to people who, again, you know, and you never know, by the way, you know, you could start this whole 3 p.m. slump gift thing and then find that the company themselves happily pay for it to, you know, do to have as a treat for their employees, you know, every Friday or whatever it is. So I think kind of going out there and sort of reaching people in non-traditional ways can be a super, super fun way to do it. You know, plus doesn't everybody need sugar at three o'clock? 
it's nearly like I feel like I need sugar at all o'clock, but three o'clock in particular when I'm kind of like over it and I just need a bit of, I don't know, I need a bit of joy. Uh, you know, if you make candy, you could do candy as well. If you make macarons, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Now, obviously you need to follow the, the local food laws. So if it says you need labeling on that packaging, you better have labeling on that packaging. But I think reaching out to corporates is a really clever idea. You know, if you're a home-based business who can take on an extra order a week and once a week they order a cookie platter from you or they order a birthday club cake from you, you know, that's a great order to have. It's not necessarily massively creative, uh, maybe, uh, but it's also something that's, you know, low effort, nice amount of money, regular order. It's a good thing. So go out there and chase those corporates and don't wait for them to come to you. One of the downsides of corporate work I found in the past is that they're not terribly brand loyal. So that it tends to be like whoever is doing the ordering just Googles a local cake company. They don't really always order from the same people over and over again. So this is also a really way by, by reaching out to them and offering them some freebies or some nice treats. I think it's also a really nice way to um, just remind them that you're there and keep top of mind. You know, actually it occurs to me that you could kind of marry two of these ideas, like my cookies and milk idea. You could actually do that in a, like in the lobby of a building. You could just like show up, set up a table, cookies and milk free for all at three o'clock kind of thing, you know? Actually, that'd be cool. Yeah, right? Bring out their inner child. Anyhow, uh, all right. So my last marketing idea of the day, and I told you like none of these are necessarily expensive. None of these are necessarily hard to do. They're just kind of a little bit of fun. And I guess that's what marketing should be, not only for you as a business owner, but also for the person experiencing it. You know, we've all seen ads. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We've all experienced that kind of stuff. But we all love being pulled out of our normal day, right? We love being shocked or surprised or excited by things. I mean, this is why we get excited by like flash mobs. You know what I mean? Because it's something out of the extra, out of the ordinary. And while I'm not saying go and hire 10,000 people to do a flash mob, although, hey, you know, if you can make that happen, totally. And by the way, you don't need like 10,000. You could just have like 10. Totally make that happen. But if you can't, just think about ways that you can reach people in kind of more fun ways. You know, I'm not giving you anything that's totally insane and out of the box. I'm not saying like dress in a chicken suit and like run around the house for, run around the house? Why would you run around the house? Run around the neighborhood for like three hours or whatever. I'm simply saying, look at opportunities and ways that you can kind of go, hey, how can I, you know, get out there in a different way? So the last idea I thought of, which I was thinking about actually classic marketing that has worked for a very, very long time. And I was thinking of examples of, of classic marketing that I've always enjoyed and uh, looked at. And I was thinking about uh, the Coke versus Pepsi blind taste tests. Now, this is potentially a little risky, but I was kind of thinking, wouldn't it be cool if you went into like a public place and you set up your dressing table and you did a blind taste test between, for example, your chocolate cake and a sheet cake that people can get from the local supermarket? Now, obviously, this is a little risky in case they pick the sheet cake more often, but I thought that might be a really cool idea, like just buy some plain vanilla sheet cake with vanilla icing on it and then make one of your own, which is beautiful and homemade and has like, you know, Swiss meringue, buttercream or whatever onto it and do a blind taste test. Firstly, you're going to get lots of people crowding around. I mean, if you had a shop front, you could do it just in front of your shop front, but I think it'd be super fun to do that. That's actually a, a pretty classic marketing scheme that um, I believe Pepsi actually did. Uh, that actually worked really well for them. And I think that'd be, that'd be fun. Like, you know, we often feel that we have to 
I guess, fight for our market share. And we have to prove to people that our cake is better and that it's worth paying a bit more and whatever. And I kind of think a blind taste test would be a really brilliant way to show that in a very obvious fashion. You know, there's this one and there's this one. Yeah, mine's more expensive, but look how much better it tastes. So I think that could be quite a fun one as well. You know, the thing about marketing in general is it has to be doable, it has to be fun for you to do, and obviously has to be effective, otherwise there's kind of no point. But I do think that all of us could be a little bit more creative. And in particular, I'm talking to my home-based businesses out there. I think a lot of them, or a lot of you, I should say, kind of, I wouldn't say rest on their laurels from, laurels from a marketing point of view, but it's very easy to hide when you're at home or to rely on very obvious forms of marketing, like, you know, going on the knot or going in a local newspaper. And there's nothing wrong with any of those. Of course, all marketing is generally good marketing. If you're out there, I'm already proud of you for doing that much. But I think that there are ways to really go out there and think about other ways to reach the audiences that we want to reach or reach the audience that's kind of tangential to the ones we want to reach. Like in my case, you know, I primarily did cakes for kids. And so reaching out to those moms and multiples totally worked for me because, well, they're moms, right? And they're kind of even more niche than just mothers of, with children of a certain age, right? But it worked really well for me because I was able to, to reach out to that group and I was able to really, um, you know, I guess connect to them on a different level because I also was a mom of multiples. So yeah. So I hope today's podcast has inspired you to do some thinking of your own, you know, really just kind of like, how am I going to reach these people? And maybe take some of these ideas I've given you like the infographic or the Facebook contest and tweak them to your own audience and tweak them to your own personality and to your own branding and how your own shop and personality goes. And I think that's probably the thing I want you to remember the most, which is that all of these 10 suggestions I gave you had personality. And you should really use your marketing as an opportunity to put yourself into the picture. And I know, I know all my beautiful introverted cake makers are listening to this going, Michelle, you are out of your mind. I'm trying to hide. I'm not trying to be seen. But I think that you can, if you're afraid to show your face, that's fine. But I think showing off your personality is always a good thing. And if you're like, well, I have no personality. Okay. I can't really fix that one for you. (laughs) But I do think that It can be a really great way to show your personality, have a bit of fun, and really just do some brainstorming. And if you come up with any brilliant ideas that you want to share with me, you're always welcome to reach me at michelle at thebizofbaking.com. Send me an email. Let me know what cool ideas you've tried. Maybe one of the ones I suggested, or maybe you've got one of your own. I'd really, I'd really love to hear them. In the meantime, have an amazing week. Hopefully, I'll get to meet some of you this year. I'll be traveling all over the United States and in Europe this year. I've finished my Australian traveling for the year. If you want more information on that, you can find me at thebizofbaking.com. There was, that was my bit of marketing for you. I don't know if that showed my personality, but I do hope that I get to meet you all in person so I can give you a big hug and say thanks for being a part of my community and my world. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that you guys listen to me. Have an awesome week and just get out there and you know let the world know you exist. Marketing isn't scary. Marketing is what tells the world that we've got gifts that we can share with them. for listening to the Business of Baking podcast. You can find show notes, links, and other fun stuff for this and previous episodes at thebizofbaking.com. Until next time, may your oven stay evenly hot, your ganache never split, and may you always be in the business of being awesome.